Bridgeport Coffee Company was named the number one coffee house in Chicago by Time Out Magazine, probably because their terrific artisanal roasts are complemented so well by their down-to-earth attitude. Try it yourself at 31st and Morgan in Bridgeport, or at fine retailers like Whole Foods or Jeans in Lincoln Square, or check out BridgeportCoffeeCompany.com. Jeremy, thanks for playing that music. I enjoyed it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to You, Me, Them, everybody. You're at a talk show. Uh, sorry? I don't know. You're going to figure it out soon. It's going to be not <laughs> awful. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be a fun evening where people talk about things, or they lie. I don't know. It's up to them what happens. Anyways, um, my name is Brandon Weatherby. I'm, uh, this sounds like an AA meeting. It's not. It could be. If Thanks. Appreciate that. It's monologue, not a dialogue. I apologize for instantly isolating the crowd. Welcome to the Whistler. I love being in the Whistler. I'm not here nearly enough. I don't live here anymore. I live in our nation's capital, which isn't good. It's not bad. It's just a place. Where, like a lot of people. Do, like, did you love debate team at one point? Because you should move there. Like that. If you didn't, maybe it's not for you. Even if you're like, oh, money. No, no, no. Go to New York or something. Don't go to D.C. Uh, you like Mario and some guy that is on Top Chef? Yes, you should move there. Do you like whiskey in dark places and not like paying your whole week's salary because you're a dumb freelancer like me? Yeah, don't go there. Don't go to D.C. So I like to leave D.C. as much as possible. And I left D.C. over uh, last weekend with my lovely fiance. We went to Richmond, Virginia, the capital of Virginia. Yeah, woohoo, why not? It's a great town. It's, it's, it reminded me a lot of the people I find in Chicago, like really down to earth, really cool. Once again, like cheap drinks, really good food. But like there's fucking Confederate like statues everywhere. And like th- that's like in the tourist guide, like, oh, check that guy out. He loved slavery. And that's like a thing that they still, like this is hundreds of years later. And like, oh, we're still, and I get that we're like all perpetrating slavery. I'm wearing Jim's shoes right now. Like I know slaves sewed these, but we don't like go to the like Nike factory and be like, oh, that's the guy. Yeah, he's great. Anyways, that's not the point. The point is we had to drive to Richmond from D.C. And I don't ever listen to the radio, like ever. I don't have a car. There's no reason for me to listen to the radio. So in a rental car, that's what you do. You don't have a choice. You listen to the radio. And when you get really bored and you're sick of the 18th Zeppelin song, you put on AM radio. And there, the culture wars are prevalent. That's all it is. It's just... The, everyone hates Obama. Everyone hates not Obama. It doesn't matter. It's just women don't need to be able to protect their vagina. Women should definitely not have to look at a thing, whatever. And it's just like you think that the world is complete shit. And then like I, I realized about halfway through the five-and-a-half-hour drive, like, oh, it's actually not bad. The fact that there is a culture war right now means that, like, oh, the current sitting president is – it's not a political show. I apologize. It's not a bad thing. He's doing really well. Whenever you have a – sitting politician, specifically a Democrat, that has a more than 50% approval rating, the culture wars will erupt. That's the point of the culture wars. Like, nothing's ever going to change, at least in an urban center like Chicago. Or at least I thought that until I found out recently this week um, the U.S. House of Representatives introduced House Bills 40, 85, and 4117, two politically motivated bills designed to undermine women's access to abortion. So, like, they pretty much want you to... See, like, get an ultrasound or whatever if you're thinking about one. But they were introduced in the Agriculture Committee, which is fucking brilliant. Like, that's the best way to do anything. It's just like, oh, we're, we're really going to fuck you over. 
And then I realized, it doesn't matter. Not, none of this is ever going to change. It's just like, it's like this monologue right now. It's just some guy talking and just fucking white noise. It doesn't mean anything. But there's something else that happens on that five and a half hour drive. You eat food you don't think you're going to eat. I don't eat poorly and I don't eat well. I'm in the middle. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm probably exactly like you. I'll eat a really bad burrito at 3 a.m. because I had 18 cocktails. But the next day I'll have a piece of fruit. It's fine. But when you're, in the, when you're in a car, specifically a rental car, Taco Bell seems like a great idea. So you go to Taco Bell and you enjoy it. And you think like, oh, maybe this is the answer. Taco Bell is the answer for everything in life. Never, nothing could be that bad if I can get a pound of food for $1.50. I understand that the meat comes in a bucket and they have to rehydrate it with water with a hose. Like, I get that. And I'm fine with that. I don't care. But there's something wrong with that. Besides the obvious like dysentery and all that stuff and the obesity. There's, they're consistently renovating the menu at Taco Bell. And here's where I know like, things need to change. Like, this is a call to arms. Next month, three weeks from now, a new Taco Bell product is going to be released. This is the most talked about Taco Bell product since Taco Bell's erupted in all of us. The Doritos Taco Bell Taco debuts. The Loco Taco. Does everyone in here know what the Loco Taco is? It's a regular taco. Same shitty meat, same not unionized vegetable workers. Whatever. But the shell is a Dorito. This is what's happening in America next the world. This is the thing that we need to worry about. Fuck women's reproductive rights. They're fine. I'm w- come on, we're, we're in Wicker... No, no, we're not even Wicker Park. We're in Logan Square. Sorry, Whistler. We're in Logan Square. I'm pretty sure I know how all of you feel. Uh, social, sociology? Jesus Christ, I'm not even drunk. Thank you, lady. I'm assuming lady. It sounds like a nice voice. I've never heard a guy in a crowd be like, oh, that's a nice voice. No, it's, it's always like, oh, you're angry and things aren't going well. It, it's, uh, it's like this monologue. It, it, it's, it, it's the Taco Bell. It's really what's the problem. Like, we're going to vote Obama in again. Whatever. Nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to get super bad or super good. It's just, that's the medium. We're going to live our lives. We're not actually going to care about gentrification because we are the ones who are in the neighborhood, blah, blah, blah. I get it. We're going to talk at bars at 3 a.m. about how we can solve all the world's problems and end with a burrito at 3 a.m. That's how it should be. That's how it's always going to be. Unless this Taco Bell, Loco Taco, takes off and changes the world forever. We need to stop the Taco Bell, Loco Taco. Uh, obesity is a giant, a horrible epidemic in this country. And I'm not going to be able to even like, disagree with it or think it's a bad thing once this thing is introduced. I know this will become my food heroin, and I'm totally fine with that. So I need all of my friends and hopefully some new people in here that don't hate me yet and haven't walked uh, to like, say, hey, dude, don't eat that Taco Bell uh, Loco Taco that you know you want and desire and crave and will inevitably destroy your family and all that you believe in. Because it's going to be delicious, but just stay strong. And remember, there's nothing to remember. Just don't eat that shit. You're going to have dysentery. You're going to die from all the Taco Bell, the local tacos you can have. So if anything, 2012 is the year where we raise awareness about the Doritos Loco Taco. I really want to know what that woman is tweeting right now. She's doing something in her phone, and I see her. And she's smiling, which is good, but I don't know why she's smiling. What an odd start to a show. What a very odd start to a show. I'm so happy to be here, and I have a fever right now, so it's a very fun, fun time to be me right now. But we have a very fantastic show. This is a talk show. We have three fantastic guests. We have Ian Belknap, we have Lisa Traeger, and we have Music from the Harrow. Uh, Esmeralda's the co-host. Jeremy's the house band. Jeremy, take it away, please.
Hey everybody, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I'm butting in to let you know that I wrote a weekly column for this website called Brightest Young Things. The name of the column is called Behind the Desk, and it's pretty much whatever is applicable to this talk show or talk shows in general, things that I find fascinating. It goes up once a week at brightestyoungthings.com, and you can find every column at youmethemeverybody.com. So if you haven't been to the website in a while, that's an excuse to go. Once again, it's called Behind the Desk. It's a weekly column I write, and I'd really appreciate it if you uh, gave it a glance. Thanks for listening, and back to the show. That was very good. How are you, Esmeralda? I'm good. Do you know- I've, been, I've been driving, too, and listening to the radio. My favorite song now is uh, LMFAO's Party Rock, because I've heard it 20 times this weekend. Why don't it you... It was great. Why don't you just change the channel? Nope. Okay. No, because I like it. I like that song. You like it, and I dance in the car. I like so I'm the fool dancing, like no, really not, getting into no, it. No, you're never a fool if you're enjoying life. That's true. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You made me feel better. Yeah, good. I've become the shitty inspirational poster that people hang up in offices because everyone's miserable. Are you hanging from a tree branch? Somewhat. Anyways, Esmeralda's <laughs> the co-host. We talk about stories because that's what people do on talk shows. So, Esmeralda, what's our first story of the evening? Uh. So there was a study done, or a, like a inquest, it sounds nicer, about uh, the U.S. And uh, this, this company called a bunch of people, and they asked them, do you like these states? So they named off a bunch of states, and they were asking them, which ones do you like, which ones do you hate? Like actual, like not state of being, but like no, Utah, states, Arizona. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, I found the list of the, the ones that the most unpopular, and it kind of made me angry. Because, uh, so here it goes. Number five was Utah. That number makes sense. F- yeah. Number four was Mississippi. Number three okay. was Jersey. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. Number two was Illinois. Really? And then number one was California. How dare they? Wait, what, do they list reasons? No, no, because they just ask them. Okay, but well. But that pissed me off. We're worse than Jersey. Why, oh, um, it's not even so much... That doesn't make sense to me. Why don't they like us? Why do you care? Because I, <laughs> I want people to like us. Yeah, but... I look, should just move. When you think of... Do you live in Illinois or do you live in Chicago? Because I, I don't feel like I've ever lived in Illinois. I've lived in Cook County, which is not Illinois. Well, I've lived in Illinois. Okay, you live in Joliet. You live <laughs> in, if you live in a, near a prison, you live in the state of Illinois. I lived in Illinois. All right. And, you, those, and I, you know, in Joliet and stuff, people, I mean, they think we're weirdos up here. We are weirdos Those up here. Oh, city folk. Yeah, we're city folk. Uh, but the, the states they liked the most were Hawaii okay. and Colorado. That makes sense. What's wrong with those? You don't like those states? I think they're... Whatever. What's your favorite state? <laughs> I just get angry. Why don't they like us, Brandon? Bogoyevich. <laughs> really? Yeah. I think most no. people know us as like the home of the president, so therefore half this country hates us. And then everyone else knows us as uh, the guy with Roland Burris and uh, Rod Blagojevich, or the mayor. But we got hot dogs and Italian beef. That is true. In terms of food, people don't hate us. All right, continue. Next, <laughs> Literally silent in the whistler, <sighs> something I've never actually experienced until this moment. Thank you so much for making that happen. I really appreciate it. Uh, the New York Times wrote a whole report on uh, people living alone, because I guess more people are living alone nowadays. Yes. It's one in four, but one in two in New York. Yeah, and... I just thought they, they pretty much show how living alone will make you insane. Okay. Because they list 
They list um, everything you do okay. when you're alone. What like do you they, do? The people they're interviewing, like, so what do you do when you're, you know, since you live alone? Okay. And it's like, what crazy people do? What? what go ahead. Running in place during TV commercials. That's great. That's talking exercise. Talking to their cats. I do that. Leaving their bras on the kitchen counter. Sure. Uh, Wait, why kitchen counter? Why not just any table? Why does it have to be in the kitchen? Do you undress in the kitchen when your boyfriend's away? I undress everywhere. Okay, so there's that, literally there's everything everywhere, and I dress in the living room. That's irresponsible. You're an irresponsible woman. You're barely an adult. This I, is, this <laughs> is, this is, I literally I walk home, shut the door, and take my pants off. See, that makes sense to me. And but, I leave them there. But why the bra in the kitchen counter? I don't because you're making a snack. But that doesn't make the someone. Bra gets itchy, and you just wait. Like, you're okay. making a snack, and your bra gets itchy, so you have to take it off there. Yes. But because you, you can. Do you take your shirt off as well, or do you just, like, under your shirt, you take your bra off? Or are you no, just walking around with a bra? Oh, that's insane. That's the thing that makes it that's, insane. No, because you could burn yourself. What kind of delightful snack are you making where you're using I've a, made bacon and I've burned my cleavage. Seriously? Yeah. It's painful. Why, how did that ha- Were you drunk? No. What? No, I was just what? making bacon. Really? And were I you was, hungover? No, I was just wearing a, a low top. Okay. A, a bra. And... I burnt my cleave. That's not with good. With bacon fat. Ohio. I'd put Ohio in one of the top five worst states. Indiana's number one, though. In- yeah. Yeah, Indiana's number they one. They are terrible. Ohio's two. Jersey's three. Florida's four. Texas. Texas. Ah. Uh, yeah, Texas is good. But there is Austin, obviously. I mean, you're in the Whistler. Um, uh, I don't know but about Texas. What about Tex-Mex food? Everything comes down to food with me. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Anything else? Those are the only three things that make people crazy? No, there's a bunch. Like, uh, you never close the bathroom door. That's great. Like, I love doing that. I don't do that. No, you should close the bathroom door. Why? Uh, Just don't walk by. You know you're in there. No, because, okay, let's say you're getting, like, the only reason you should close the door if you live alone is in case there's a robbery. Let's say there is a robbery. (laughs) Wait, are you saying... Let's say there's a robbery. You're not going to be able to finish... They won't check the bathroom. You're not going to be able to finish whatever you would do comfortably... You're going to have to finish it regardless of what that task mm. is and or probably get raped or murdered. No. So you might as well finish your shit with the door closed. I think you should always have the door closed. I feel like if, if there was something like a robbery or a murder happening in your home, it would essentially just your ass would clench and everything would go right back up. Well, you're assuming you're shitting with the bathroom door open. Okay. What about well, either urinating? way? What about showering? Right back in. What about showering? Oh, what about okay. taking a bath? <laughs> what if you're like Whitney Houston and you love to siesta in the tub and you happen to die, of course. But like, what if that... I've done want, that, by the way. You've, exactly. I've taken naps in the tub. You can siesta in the tub. With water, with not w- just in a... Oh, in yeah, a yeah, tub. that's different. I've only, done, I've only fallen asleep in a tub without water. Wh- no. No? Now there's water. I've taken a bath and I've just taken a nap. Exactly. So you want the door shut if you're going to be murdered or raped to give you some time to dress before that happens. Maybe compile a weapons arsenal. Yeah, but what do they kick the door in? Ex- well, yeah, of course. But why, why make them kick that door in? It gives you all some right. more seconds. <laughs> make them work for it. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. What else we got? Uh, top 10 jobs that make the world a uh, worse place. There was, again, some company who gets paid to ask people questions. Well, there is. Uh, they asked a bunch of people about their jobs and asked them whether their jobs make the world a better place okay. or they don't. And so the list, the number one is fast food workers. They make the world a worse place. Yes. I would disagree. But they, well, you know, your thing. I understand my thing, but it didn't really go over well, so now I disagree with myself. Mm. Yeah. 
But what I disagree with is the second one. What's the second one? Bartender. What? They make the world better. I know. We've, you're a bartender. I used to be a bartender. We love bartenders. How is a bartender making like, no, the world better? Like Who especially. ran the survey? Who ran the survey? Mormons. Seriously? No, I don't oh. know. I don't know who it was. Oh, well. Some company. I don't know. <laughs> That's bullshit. No, but I say I would like to point out things like the Whistler. Who make delicious drinks. Yeah, that's playing to the crowd, baby. And make uh, your time here much better. All right. Especially when you're on top of Let's the Let's do our top three best jobs helping the world jobs. Oh, God. In order. Or not in order. Puppy holder. Okay. Like, not a dog walker, but just like somebody no, that works. you just get to hold puppies. That's the happiest that's job. That's got to be a job somewhere. Yeah, but that's, that's not. Okay, fine. What else? What else you got? Oh, the, the people who uh, taste test ice cream. These are just great jobs. They don't make the world better. But then, but if there's, they know when there's shitty ice cream, then they don't sell it. Okay, yeah. That, as opposed to that horrible plague of bad ice cream we had in 1978. Like, no, that doesn't exist. It's sugar and milk. It's great no matter what. No, it's not. Okay. There's some hit and some misses. You don't, you've had some bad ice cream experiences. No, I just, I could You should t- stop taking your bra off in the kitchen all the time. You're going to fucking freeze your chest off. I was trying. No, burn. Well, I know, I understand. Well, the ice cream is cold. Anyways, oh, that's true. what's your last one? <laughs> what's your third on one? And, uh, let's see. Hmm. Making the world better. Uh, really? Yeah, I only got two. Okay, that's fine. I would go with <laughs> number one, doctor. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. then they, sometimes there's the bad ones that scam you out of money. Yeah, that's usually... $30 Advils. That's an insurance company situation, uh, though. They're not the doctor. Number two is barber. I think barbers make the world better. Yeah, but what about when they fuck your hair up? No, they don't. You deserve it. Oh. Um, right. If a barber fucks your hair up, you should shut the fuck up. I go to Belmont Barbershop, right? Every, this is the only place I get my hair cut. Sometimes I go, if I'm not in Chicago for four months, I don't get my hair cut for four months. And these guys are saints. I, they, they are therapists that get paid $22 a haircut. Like, they are way underpaid. So wait, you gab with your barber? Yeah, you talk to the barber. There's an entire series of films called Barbershop based around this idea. Yeah, but you're... I don't know. I always thought it was, it was more of uh, women did that. No. Well, you got to make some sort of conversation. You let go to the, the hairstylist. And these guys are saints. Because if I... Like, they listen to the equivalent of a hate crime once an hour and don't stab people in the head. And they unless make people they look... Unless they mean, unless they want to. And then, but even if they do, they could still make you look fancy. They so can. barber's number two <laughs> and bartender's number three. Now, not all bartenders. Um, there's some awful bartenders. They don't work here. They work at chain sports bars. What about the ones in cocktail? Those are the worst bartenders in the world. They are the most selfish people. They're all about showmanship and not putting whiskey in a glass for you to drink. Any bar that has a minimum of eight different ingredients to make it good is a bad bar. What happened to a shot and a beer? Like, here's why the Whistler's good. They serve, like, good fancy cocktails for $8, blah, blah, blah. They also serve Lone Star for cheap. They want you to get fucked up if you can't afford anything else, and that's important. That's a service to the community. It keeps people safe and happy and healthy. I would have killed myself if it wasn't for good bartenders. I, I hands down, would have killed myself. Now, they are killing me in the end. I understand that. But, you know, they slowed the process You're down. You're dying already. We're all dying. And speaking of all dying, let's bring up our first guest of the night. We've only walked two thus far. Okay. We He's, should have a little timer that just goes ding, you ding. You, like, no, it's just not a timer, but it's just a, a tracker of how many people you walk or people that talk. Um, he's the head of Right Club. He's a funny man. He's a good man. 
Hopefully he doesn't hate me already. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together, everybody, for Ian Belknap, everybody. Ian! Good evening. Ian, how are you? I'm I'm reasonably well. Have you ever been asked to do voiceover work? You know, I'll tell you something. I used to be an actor for a while. Um... And I auditioned for a shit ton of voiceover work. And really? I never, ever booked anything. And here's my theory. Yes. Is that the advertising weasels that made these decisions could tell that I thought that they were all just whore-hearted demon cocks. And I wanted no part of Why them. are people in advertising whore-hearted demon cocks? Because I just thought they were people that had no talent but good intentions. Oh, no. Their intentions are awful. Their Why? Could, because, well, because, okay. Here's my here's my problem with advertising is that if if a product is worthy yes it will do well. But the point of advertising is to let people know about a product. For example, Taco Bell has this great new product coming out called the Doritos Loco Taco. I've heard rumors. If they don't have those people in the advertising department, how are we going to know about the Doritos Loco Taco? Because if you're hammered at 3 a.m., you're going to roll into Taco Bell. Yes. You're going to look up at the board and say, "Dude, there's a fucking taco." With a goddamn Dorito shell. See, this is where I disagree I with that. you. When I roll in a Taco Bell 3, I'm drunk, I point. Right. All advertising is lost on me. I need the advertising right. for when the people are sober. No, 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 no. Who, who among us has walked into a Taco Bell sober? We've all walked into a Taco Nobody. Bell sober. No, see, but how it works no, 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 is that's just you're because sober. You're, no, 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 stop. That's just because you're trying to do crowd work in Logan Square. Hey, everybody, <laughs> who wants free Coke? See what I mean? It doesn't matter what you no, say. No, see, what I think it's when you're sober, you see the commercial, and you go, oh, I'm not going to eat that. And then it's 3 a.m. and you're wasted. Exactly. And then you go, oh, you know what I could eat right now? And then you go to the Taco Bell. Yes. It's a joke. A delicious, right. delicious joke. It's an ironic meal. At yes. 3 right. Or you just really want a Dorito taco. I'm kind of surprised that you never did any voiceover work. It's perfect. You have a great voice. I, I don't know what to tell you. Fair enough. Anyways, that's not what you're up here about. You run Right Club. I do. Which is at the hideout. Is it once a month? It's uh, last Tuesday of every month. Okay. What is Right Club? Right Club is the nation's premier competitive philanthropic reading series. Right Club is three bouts of two opposing writers, two opposing ideas. They get seven minutes apiece. The audience picks a winner and proceeds go to charity. And you are the judge of this, the host of this? I am the host, curator, overlord of Right Club Incorporated. We are now in three cities, okay. two on the way. Uh, we are in Chicago, San Francisco, Atlanta. Athens, Georgia is on the way. Los Angeles is on the way. Uh, we have interest from uh, New York, London, and elsewhere. Why do you do this? Why do I do this? Uh, I had to create right club because there was not the show that i needed to do what do you mean there's a lot of reading series in there's a city. ton of reading series in in uh chicago and elsewhere um my problem is i'm always the first person bored in any room that's and fair so all these reading series where there's like a loosey-goosey guideline of like about 10 minutes man okay means in too many minds 18 minutes or okay. 22 minutes or but couldn't that's just a situation of a poor host? That's the host's job to like rein people in. Well, uh, you know, for example, you, I'm being very bad right now based on the room. <laughs> I understand that this is not your fault. This is my fault. No, that's it's they they have other agenda. I understand. You that. know, they're um, good people. The here's the thing is that you you have 
there is ego implicit in taking a mic and reading your own writing and demanding attention from other people. Of course, I understand that. Um, so it's a natural uh, tendency, I think, to run long and to take more time. Okay. So I don't blame the performers. That's just how it is. Okay. But in Right Club, there is a ruthlessly enforced seven-minute time limit. What happens if you go above seven a minutes? A bell will sound, and you must stop speaking and leave the stage. Has anyone advanced to the next round if they, end up, if they hit the bell? Uh, there, have, there actually have been people who have gone long uh-huh. and still prevail in okay. their bout. You get, look uh, like how mean do you get? How mean do I get? Yeah, since you're the overlord. Uh, I, you know, I keep it brisk. I definitely move things along. Um, and I, you know, my, my style is, you know, uh, aggressive and douchey. And, but When you with, say douchey, what heart. do you mean in terms of douchiness? You, just like, uh, I mean, here, for the show, all the proceeds go to charity. Yes. But we're not all, you know, limp and fruity and, and weak about it. Why, you know what's what wrong mean? with being limp and fruity? Uh, there's enough of that. We don't need any more of that in the world. So you're not a fan of the moth, is what you're saying? The moth can lick my balls. See, I'm a fan of licking balls, but I do like certain storytelling podcasts. For example, I love Risk. I think Risk, I don't know that one. Risk with Kevin Allison. That's a great show, but Moth just like rubs me the wrong way in every possible way. Moth is... It's too precious. It's, yeah, that's the thing. It wants to land in exactly the most dainty way to, uh, you know... A, Elicit our, our tenderest, tenderest feelings. Yeah. Well, I think this has to do with something that you were once a stand-up. I was once a stand-up. Which means you dismissed all sorts of like feeling and care for others like just by doing that for years. Yeah. No. Uh, if you want to um, learn about the seamy underbelly of humanity, you should try and stand on your own before an indifferent world and try to make them laugh. But you're no longer doing stand-up. No. Why did you stop? Well, uh, <laughs> we're locking the gates, okay? No, no. To watch, to, to do stand-up, you got to watch a lot of stand-up. Do you? Well, if you're going to go out do to do the like shows. Do you mean like live or like on television or like, what do you mean you I mean watch live. Them? I mean, if you're doing the shows, you got to watch oh, the Oh, you got to watch the performers? The yeah, of course. Which can be excruciating. Uh, yeah, but it, it could also be invigorating. It can be. Yeah. It can be, sure. No I, question. For example, I run in an open mic, right? And I'd say one out of every ten comics is good. But those nine comics give me so much more hope in myself by being so awful and being oblivious to anything like notes or reality. And that makes me feel good. No, see, it's a half-empty, half-full thing, I guess. But I see those nine comics, and I'm like, you guys all make me want to die. So that's why you got into doing more of the literature-based stuff? Yes. Okay. Wh- when did you start doing that? In 2005, I did a super fun show called Wide Open Beaver Shot of My Heart. Okay. A comedy with a body count, uh, which is a live memoir show about the year um, between when my grandfather's uh, unsolved murder occurred and my dad's suicide the following year. So you're going to have a really good positive outlook for the future. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, you got kids. I do. They know what you do. Speaks. That's a nice message of hope segue, yes. Oh, this is never about hope. My favorite writer is Hemingway. What does that say? I mean, I, I'm, well, there you go. let's be honest. We both need to see a Papa. therapist. Do you see a therapist? I do not. Why not? 
Are you opposed to therapy? I'm not opposed. I just, I, it's, I, it's like so much in my life that I just don't have time. You know that's complete <laughs> bullshit, right? I, you know, I'm like you. I freelance, so I'm yeah. always. Oh yeah. Hustling. Why do we do that? Why are you freelancing? I'm such a moron. That's yeah, why. This is the dumbest thing. It is. You super seem dumb. so smart and charming. I know. And like able to hold down a job, but like. Is it just that there's no job there? Or you, like, call people cunts or something? Like, why, why isn't it working out? Well, I, for, I, I pissed away my adult life by working in the nonprofit arts world. Yes, yeah, stupid. <laughs> oh, God. And there's just, as you know, the economy. I think we've all been reading a bit about the uh, economy in the past few years. I read The Economist exclusively. It's been pretty, pretty punishing and brutal. Yeah, the, but it wasn't arts. like it was like a booming time for us in 2007 either. Right, I know. It was it, just slightly when, less shitty. When the boom times are like hard scrabble ramen. You know. <laughs> I don't understand all this like, oh, the economy's awful because like I've only lived in a depression or recession. It's never right. been a good time. So no. what are people even talking about? Well, because there's, you know, there's the people of means who, who keep dirtbags like us afloat. And when they are feeling the pinch... On their second house and their boat and yeah. their second car. But, like, you, you refer to yourself as a dirtbag. You're not drinking right now. No. I'm drinking. Yes. You have a wife or a husband. I don't know. You have a wedding ring on. I do. You're, you have kids. I do. How much of a dirtbag could you possibly be? Well, I, I don't mean dirtbag like, you know, a sketchy thief or whatever. I mean dirtbag in the sense of, like, in a capitalist economy. Yeah. Doing the kind of work that I do. Yeah. For no pay, um, you know, in That's the just, eyes in the eyes of this society, I would say I'm I'm dirtbaggedy. No, you're just poor. Same diff. No, it's not. Yeah. Oh, He's yeah. riffraff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I disagree. You're riffraff. Yeah. I think a lot of people that are rich are fucking dirtbags. I think. We're, no, yeah, they're, but they're, they're rich. scumbags. They're scumbags. Oh no! See, I think scumbag is interchangeable with dirtbags, and it's not oh, economic no, no, based. No, 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 it's more no, behavioral no, based. No. For example. Okay. Uh, I'm really rich. I'm going to get a prostitute and beat the fuck out of her. I'm a dirtbag. For example, I'm really poor. Hopefully this girl will accept my one beer I can buy her at the 3 a.m. bar and we'll fuck consensually. Not a dirtbag. That's just a guy trying to fuck. Do you see my point? I think I do, yes. Okay. I think I do. Therefore, I don't think you're a dirtbag or a scumbag. Well, I think it's, you know, I, I can't afford to buy hooker beatings, so if you could, I don't think you would. I don't. I. I'm inclined to think I would not. Yeah. Yes. Have you? I can't even imagine. Like I've never. Have you been to a strip club? I went to a strip club once. Yeah. For a bachelor party. Yeah. And it was the most grisly, depressing experience I have ever had in my life. You are not a dirtbag. That's what I mean. Ah, he's got to let go. No, you don't got to let go. I'm. I've never been. I don't have any desire to go. And this was before I had kids, because I have an eight-year-old daughter now. And so, like, if I went to a strip club now, I'd be like, oh my god, that is my. That is a potential future for my precious little daughter. Yeah. Fucking horrifying. What? what? No, go ahead. I'm just what? wondering, why would you throw that in? Because well, no, that's because how, would, how think... do you not think about that the, if you're there's a the reason, club? The reason that it was such a grisly, depressing experience was that there is a human being up behind that, like, you know, spray tan, dead-eyed mask. Don't make fun of spray tans. No, I know. You're right. Some but I also like to think the lighter tans. side of strippers is they make... Some of them make pretty good money. Some of them make pretty good money. And I know and they're all working their way through grad school. Yeah, exactly. I understand no, I'm just that, saying but some it's of them could still probably, horribly uh, depressing. 
No, there's absolutely a lot of things, and they're like, "Fuck you guys." In my mind, there's absolutely zero things wrong with being a stripper, um, in terms of like uh, reality. No, it's opposite. There's a hundred percent of things wrong with being a stripper, in reality. There's nothing good that could come Ah, from this. Baby, what? I'm a baby because of that. There's zero things that can go good with that. I think it's fine. If you want to do it, do it. No, exactly. But at the same time, like, what about heroin? No, it's not a question of, like, I'm not moralizing it. Like, how dare you take off your clothing for money? No, it's not a hot topic. But you feel bad for it. It's the whole climate in which it it takes place. It's just a a miasma of sadness and despair. But what if it it was at a venue like here, The Hideout, and it was well-curated music? Would well, that make see, a then you're talking about something different. Then you're talking about burlesque. No, no, no. They actually show tits, and the oh, women aren't sadly overweight. That's the difference. Now is it sad? Uh, see, now you're just confused because it's never I happened am. before. It no one's it ever ever happened. Yeah, it wouldn't ever happen. That's like saying, "Hey, remember when Michael Jordan like bought me that cheesecake and was a nice guy?" Nope, that's never happened. He just cheated on his wife and gambled away millions of dollars and right. pretended to be a family man. Yeah, right. I like sports, is what I'm saying. What do you hope your daughter becomes? Oh. Not a writer? Yeah, not, not an artist of any sort. Are you... That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> I think it I is... I mean, gonna... now here's the thing. Is that, like, I, I hope that she finds some, like, passion for the sciences or, like... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. Just because the arts is just a, a, a broken trail of bitterness and heartbreak and by the way i saw something and i love her too much to want that for her i saw something about that like math and science yes girls don't go into it as much because their moms don't really talk to them about it what do you say about that ian i I will always be the first to jump on the blame my wife bandwagon (laughs) what does your wife think of this you you've been doing this before you met her of, of what been married all the art stuff that you do well, she's in the arts too. What does so she do? She's she runs the um, uh, she's the artistic director and uh, director of education for Steppenwolf for young adults. Oh, so she's her. doing well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's That's making great. mad bank over there at the nonprofit. Um, no, no, no. But the Steppenwolf, the young adult program, Steppenwolf is really ambitious. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's she does amazing work. She yeah. Does, I mean, I kind of am interested. Is it called YPF? That new play about the high school in Lagrange? FML. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why don't I think it was YPF? I'm sorry. I, I don't. Those know. are three different letters. I don't know. They are. But it's like true. the programming that they do is why are we talking about this? It's incredibly ambitious. It's it's actually fascinating. It's not not just for like teenagers, even though that's the target market. It's same as interesting. Anyways, why charity? Why do you make the right club events why, about charity if you why yourself you say charity like that? Why charity? No, but why charity? Because it's not like you don't deserve the money you would reap at the door, right? So why make it for charity? Well, couple reasons. One is that I want to create a mighty and awesome experience for all concerned. I do not want it to be a popularity contest, which is sometimes what. I've seen happen in poetry slams, for example. Um, Do you like poetry? Uh, that's a large question. Do you like poetry slams? I like certain slam poets that I've seen. Okay. Uh, poetry slams overall, I would say, are a problematic form. Okay. I like how you're all of, all of a sudden diplomatic about <laughs> one thing, but everything else is like, no, fuck them. They're the worst. <laughs> But you happen well, to know, like, three slam poets you actually respect and well, don't want to I talk mean, that's shit. the thing, is that, like, if everyone in advertising suddenly burst into flames, the world would lose nothing. 
But if everyone in poetry you just went like up Lenny in flames, Bruce at one point. That's all that means. No, no, they're no, not no. bad people. No, they're horrible people. No, they're not horrible people. They're horrible people who who have perhaps the skill to be doing something worthwhile, but have opted to kneel at the cock of Satan. What about the ones who do the advertising for like the nonprofits? Yeah, for like the that Sarah McLaughlin with the dogs all yeah, yeah, yeah. sad and one leg. Did you just fart like extremely loud somebody on stage? Was that you? <laughs> oh my god. You fucking dick. That's You're such an asshole. So... Now. And he I did feel you notice that he lifted he like yeah. leaned to a side? Yeah, no. That was that wow. was the launch sequence there. <laughs> yeah, well yeah, McLaughlin, answer that uh, thing. Well no, I mean advertisers do like public service announcements and shit. Yeah. Just for the reflected glory of Looking like they care about. The so, world. what's the purest job one can have? Uh, hooker. All right, very good. You like Tom Waits, but aren't they you? sad and sure. yeah, <laughs> dead in the eyes as well? Yeah, what's wrong? No, but I mean, I, I don't. What is the purest job? I don't know. I mean, like probably teacher. No, scientist. So, okay. Scientist. Scientist. Scientist is the answer. What about the ones who put lipstick on rabbits? Those are the best. They want to make things pretty. You don't, <laughs> well, like, those you don't like RuPaul's Drag Race? Do you, have you seen RuPaul's Drag Race? No. I Favorite show on TV. Okay. No joke. It's the best. I don't know. Well, why fan? would you joke about that? You sports fan? Big sports guy? Uh, not. I mean, I was never an athlete, as you can probably tell by this fucking heap that sits before you. No, because you're um, not overweight. You're fine. Thanks, man. So when thanks. you say heap, and in Chicago, and you're not like as big as you could be easily, no, you're good. No, that's true. It's true. I'll probably get some pancakes after this. Where are you um, going to go get pancakes? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's hard-hitting question. No, I know. Sports, I, I don't follow sports, no. Okay. Were well, you going to open up a whole can of sports? No, I was just, I was just interested. Whoop Sports whoop is what this show specializes in, sir. I can't tell if you want to fight me or like would drink with me if you were drinking. I can't tell. I don't think you could tell either. I... I I have a pretty adversarial relationship to the world. It's it's nothing I would take personally. It's just how I am. It's nothing I would take personally. I'm just acting like this while I stare you in the eye. No, no. It's like uh, maybe it's because I'm Irish or maybe it's because <laughs> Wait, I'm... why does nationality have anything to do with this? Well, you know, there's it's sort of like... Have you seen the, the, the fucking the logo for Notre Dame? Look at that guy. That's a that well, there's you know. Have you seen the a, Harlem Globetrotters? There's a kernel of it's truth red, white, in every and blue. Logo. They're a very American team. Look, that's, that's true. Okay, they're that's... a national fucking treasure. Don't you forget it. What about the Generals? What are your thoughts on the Generals? Generals, I like their chances this year. They're pretty good. They had pull a two and eighty season. Anyways, uh, really quick, uh, you, you do a, a blog as well with Samantha I do. Irby. And, uh, I, Samantha Irby, uh, speaking of national treasures, yeah. uh, my arrangement with her requires that I, whenever her name comes up, I, I remind us that she's a national treasure. She and I do a, 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 an advice column blog called Irby and Ian, which is uh, advice for jerks written by assholes. Um, and it's just everything that you wish you saw mm-hmm. in advice columns. You're assuming I read the vice columns. No, no, no. I mean, like, on occasion, you'll, like, and you're at the dentist's office or whatever, mm-hmm. and you come across an advice column, and there will be, like, you know, limp, stupid, idiotic, yes. boring advice. Okay. Um, 
we like to, if you're being stupid, we'll call you out. Okay. Um, we like to, you know, tear you a new asshole because one is never enough. I'm going to give you a question. Will you answer a question like with some advice column? I'll try. My wife just had a miscarriage. What do I do? Go. Um, well, I would, I would want some context. Were you, were you there when it happened? Were no. You, where were she you? She just lost the child. It was the middle where of the night. Where were you? I was in bed with her. She went to the restroom. She started bleeding. Things got out of the control. <laughs> okay. It sounds like she had to murder it. And I don't think there's anything to a, give a you advice somewhere. about. I mean, How should I treat her? How should you treat her? How should I treat her? What should I tell her? Is there any books I should read? What do I no, do, Ian? No, no, no. Don't read any books. Don't read books. That's okay. just going to squander time. Okay, that's good. Keep going. Uh, I would uh, try... To um, make her feel, although this is not true, try to make her feel that she's not uh, defective. But she's obviously defective. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, You want to make her, you know, want to foster the delusion that you still love her. Yeah, I don't love her anymore, obviously. No. I'm glad that you read into that before I said anything. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. Yeah, yeah. You knew. Obviously. Obviously. Great. Uh, And you want to sort of, like, plot your next move. As quietly as you can. To get away? No, no. You want to get, you know, you, line, you want to line up your next relationship. Oh, of course, of course. you get That's out. That's very good advice. Yeah. That's very good. Merle, you got a question for you or no? No. no. Fantastic. Okay. We're going to end <laughs> this interview. Thanks a lot for doing this. Man. All right. You bet. No, no, no. We're not done. Oh, you no. You got a question from the book of questions, Love and Sex by Gregory Stock, PhD. Ooh. This is an awful book by an awful man. I need you to pick a number between 99 and 220. Uh... Uh, I'm going to go with 138. 138. Why 138? I don't know. Fair enough. We don't have that. You get 148. We retire the questions. In past romantic breakups, have you or your former partner suffered more? When a romance fails, do you think it is better to sever contact or continue to communicate while you are separating? Um, In my experience, which is not great... Uh, there are You're two... married with a kid, man. That's pretty great. No, no, no. I mean, there, I don't have a great a, a great number of relationships. Okay. Um, in my experience, there are two categories of people: those who are in my life right now, and those who are dead to me. So I would definitely. So do be, not continue the relationship. I would, be, I would be in the in the category of cut several ties. Ian, I want to thank you so much for doing this. Oh, sure. You betcha. You're a nice man, even <laughs> though your persona says you're not. No, I know. Right Club can be found at The Hideout the last Tuesday of every month. That's right. The next show is this Tuesday, February 28th at 7 p.m. Either if you're in the room, it's on Tuesday. If you're listening to the show the day this comes out, it's today. Hideout is oh, one of the right. best places in the city. No you can question. go to. Uh, drive if you can. Uh, is there a website that people can find you? Uh, rightclubrules.com Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Belknap, everybody. You! Every month at The Hungry Brain, You, Me, Them, Everybody presents 8x8, a show featuring eight performers performing eight minutes each. Stand-up comedy, singer-songwriters, sketch groups, writers, improv troops, a mixture of everything that's good about the Chicago arts scene. Please visit youmethemeverybody.com for full lineups and schedules. Ladies and gentlemen, give her your attention. Please put your hands together for Lisa Traeger, everybody. Thank you. Fun. Thank you. How is everybody? Yay. 
Well, I'm glad you're not watching the Oscars. Um, that's really fun. I look really good in dim lighting, so you're welcome. <laughs> so this will be fun. Um, yeah, I really like it here. Cute cocktails. Give it up for your wonderful bartenders. They're so awesome. Make sure you take care of them. I'm very pumped. Um, I had friends in town this weekend and, like, from out of town, and it's always very weird because they're like, Lisa, like, we want to do what you do. Like, we don't want to do, like, tourist stuff. Wherever you eat, wherever you hang out, that's what we want to do. Like, no tourist stuff. And I was like, listen, 90% of the time I'm trying to parallel park my car stoned out of my mind. So <laughs> we can do that. Um, and then, like, then I pick candy out of trail mix the rest of my life. So... <laughs> Those are the things we can do. Um, hope you really love Chicago. <laughs> It'll be fun. I also had pink eye, which is silly. Um, I get pink eye a lot. I hope I touched all of you that are talking because it's pretty fun. I do not wash my hands. Um, and I, like one time I had pink eye and ringworm at the same time, and I was like, whoa, shit's really got to change. But... Um, just don't want to wash my hands. <laughs> just like too much for me. Um, but like the first time me and my boyfriend made out, I had pink eye and I was like, hell yeah, I'm gonna keep you around. Um, and like I'm not getting rid of my chin hair anymore either. Um, because I like to touch it when I get nervous. So if you don't mind the pink eye, you're gonna love these whiskers. But we're going strong, it's really fun. I like having a boyfriend. Um, I just hate that, like, in the middle of the day when I put my hand in my face, like, it still smells like a cock, and I'm like, oh, gross. Um, I hope no one else noticed, because, <laughs> like, I don't wash my hands. Um, so that's silly. But I also, like, he loves candy, and I love candy, and, like, being in a relationship, I just feel like all we do is eat. And, like, I just, I feel very out of shape. This is the most out of shape I've ever been. So I started going back to the gym, and, like, I kind of feel, like, self-conscious about it. So I just tell people I have kids. And then they're like, <laughs> they're like, damn, you look good. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Thanks. Like, you know, little Emma, she's two months old. Little giggle monster. <laughs> like, Jack's a really good big brother. I'm just, like, such a working mother. <laughs> But that's great. Yeah, I don't have kids. I'm just, I just really love nacho cheese sauce. So, like, it's weird. But, yeah, having kids is weird to me. Like, I don't know how women are like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to push things on my puss today. That's it. Like, I don't get it. Like, one day, my number one goal in life is to push things out of my puss. I don't get it. <laughs> it's just so gross. Like, yeah, you know what? I want my belly button to stick out for a change. Gross. Put on a shirt. These, <laughs> these bitches are wild. But, yeah, I hate pregnant women, and I hate, like, buying gifts for babies, and they all want gifts for their babies. And, like, buying gifts for babies is like buying someone in a coma a new dress. Because, like, they don't, they're not going to remember it. They don't know how to use it. And they're going to shit all over it. So, like... Don't spend that cash. Um, but people are always like, Lisa, you don't buy gifts for babies because you're a Jew. And like, that's distract. That shaking is good, <laughs> but real distracting. But people are always like, Lisa, you don't buy gifts for babies because you're a Jew and you're cheap. And I'm like, that's very not nice. Like, that's very mean. But they say it. And I just, I don't think Jews are cheap. I just feel like 
history has taught us we need to save our money for the next time you all want to kill me. Like, that's it. I just, like, I want to afford a plane ticket, you know? No trains for Lisa. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And, like, if you hid me in a cupboard, you get caught, because I talk all the time. Like, I cannot stop chatting. I, like, I love to chat it up, but it's fun. My dad, yeah, Brandon mentioned I was a Russian Jew, and, like, my dad was born in 1938, Soviet Russia, which is pretty nuts. Like, the communism, Stalin, everything. Like, he had such an awesome childhood. Like, it was <laughs> awesome. Like, he had enough food, and, like... He never waited in lines, ever, ever. And, like, he doesn't court, like, hoard canned food in the basement or anything. Like, he's just, like, real good about that. I'm glad you guys got silent when I'm talking about my sad dad's life. Like, that's awful. Yeah, you're talking about pregnant bitches. Nuh-uh, we chatting. But you're talking about your sad dad. We're going to listen up. That's silly, you guys. But... Even though I was a Jew, I went to... Uh, oh, my God. Well, I live with my parents now. It's, I'm young. It's fine. But, um, like, they're, my, they're senior citizens, and there was Viagra on the kitchen table. And at first, I was like, get it, Dad. And then I was like, Mom has two fake hips. Watch out. Like, be careful. I like her. But she's cute. Um, but even though I'm a Jew, I went to a Christian college because, like, shit happens, you know? And so I went to an evangelical college, and it was weird. These people are weird. Like, this one girl from my Christian ethics class, like, we're still friends on Facebook, and her status recently said, I wish swallowing wasn't so important. And then there were six comments, and not one comment was about dick sucking. That's crazy. That's There's a population of people that they read, I wish swallowing wasn't so important, and they don't think about sucking a dick. That's weird. All the comments are like, sorry you have strep throat, feel better. I can't believe you're still sick. Not one was like, just spit, you idiot. Just <laughs> spit. And then there were boys, and they wore T-shirts that said, you don't have to do it to prove it. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I think you do. Just like... Fuck it out once, you know what I mean? Just like one time. Or you're on your honeymoon and someone gets a UTI and like you don't know what's happening. Just like <laughs> fuck it up one time. Like, because doctors are expensive in Hawaii. Just like <laughs> get it taken care of. Experience it. I don't know. It's weird. And like, I don't know. One time I saw a car and like the bumper sticker in front of me said, um, relax, God's in control. And that was super cute. So I crashed my car into it. And then I was like, no, Lisa is, huh? And it was fun. Um, <laughs> it was cute. But like, I know it's, it was weird in the class. I was a sociology major. Silly. I know. I just love smoking weed and chatting, but like, <laughs> A lot of the times, conversations would go up, and I was like, I have 100% proof that God is not real. Like, what is your problem? I'd be like, I know God does not exist. Like, I have 100% proof, and I know God does not exist because tiny dicks exist, and that's it. Like, if God's a dude, he is not inventing three-inch cocks, and you know it. Your life sucks. And, like, yeah, maybe someone will put it in their mouth, but they're furious about it. Furious. And, like, I'm a feminist, so it's hard because it's women's faults. Like, that's what's really upsetting. It's like, ladies, there's this thing called evolution. So stop fucking tiny dicks and there won't be any more. I just, like, <laughs> I don't understand this. Survival of the biggest. Get with it. Just, like, do it. I don't know. And, like, if your date's not laughing, you should probably get a new date. <laughs> Men, giggle a little. I'm <laughs> 
No, it's fun. Uh, <laughs> I like it. I'm a big feminist. Where are my feminists at? All right, that's cool. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, so many. Um, we're really getting it. Um, no, feminism's fun, but when I first decided to be a feminist, I was um, in eighth grade, and I was like, oh, what do feminists do? So I joined the um, all-boys football team, and that was real fun. Um, like, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where everybody hates you, and everyone wants to beat the shit out of you, and then when they beat the shit out of you, they get a sticker on their helmet. <laughs> but, like, yeah, it haunts you. Um, like... I still don't want to watch football ever, and like still, till this day, I need to get hit during sex always. And then like afterwards, I need fruit snacks and Gatorade. <laughs> what else am I gonna do? But I like when people take me to the Dairy Queen after, I'm like, damn, I did a great job, and I like that. But um, like my boyfriend now I mentioned earlier, I've, he's my first boyfriend ever. And so everyone's like, oh my God, I'm 24. They're like, well, have you been a virgin this whole time? Have you been a virgin until you're 24? And I was like, um, that's not how it works. Uh, you just become a whore. Uh, like, maybe like having sex with your friend's dad doesn't seem like a good idea, but then like sometimes it does. Like, sometimes you gotta get it. Um, but it was weird, because he had a lot of trouble breathing. And like, he kept calling missionary traditional. I'm like, I don't get it. Um, but awful people. And like, it's hard for a gal, cause I read relationship advice. Like I want like, and um, all the advice for women is just basically like, hey, don't be yourself cause you're a fucking psycho. And then that's it. And like, I don't know, I just make sense to me. Like I make sense. Everyone's like, don't be too available. Don't call all the time. Don't text too much. And like, I'm very available. I look at pictures of cupcakes on the internet like all the time. So just like, yeah, hang out with me. Like, uh, hang out with your friends, work out, get a hobby. Like none of those things are gonna fuck me later. So I'm just like, <laughs> let me text. Like, let me text. Like, I just want to. And like, me and my boyfriend just got into a fight cause he's like, can you please start wearing deodorant? And I was like, oh, you want me to get breast cancer? Thanks. But I was like, <laughs> Fine, I'll do it. And so I told him I'd wear deodorant. And then I was at TJ Maxx. Maybe you've been there, but it's really fun. And I was in the house for his department and I saw a woman taking a shit on the floor. And then I'm like staring at this woman shitting on the floor and I saw that she had a wedding ring on. And I'm like, what the fuck? That is crazy. If this woman shitting on a floor found a husband, there's no fucking way I'm ever wearing deodorant ever. Like it's not happening. And like one time I worked with a girl and she only had one thumb and she had a boyfriend. That's crazy. And like we were waitresses, so she would drop drinks all the time. <laughs> And then, like, I don't know. So I invited her to my house to smoke out of a bong because I knew she couldn't do it. And then, like, just, like, watched her. It was fun. I was like, do you want to play Mario Kart? Oh, maybe next time. Thanks so much. I had fun. Lisa Get Traeger, Brandon, everybody. Sit down, sit down, sit down. You guys left more than everyone. <laughs> I, I liked hearing I the laughs behind me. I haven't to make me laugh. I haven't seen awesome. you in a very long time, Lisa. Since the Christmas special. No, 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 but holy shit. Good job. Thanks. Uh, you don't have an album, is that correct? No, I'm a little baby. Possible album title, No Trains for Lisa. <laughs> I like um, Too Many Vices, Not Enough Hands. No. No? No, No Trains for Lisa is better. <laughs> okay. uh, why do you get pink eye so much? Because I'm really bad with, like, hygiene. How did you get ringworm? Did you, it, like Yoga mats. Oh, that makes sense. At export. You and I are the exact opposite. I'm the guy that, like, when he flies, has, like, the like hand sanitizer stuff. 
why don't you use hand sanitizer? I just wasn't raised like that. I, no one was raised <laughs> like that. I was not raised like that. I ate dirt. I played sports. I was the guy that beat the shit out of women like you in football. I was very good at it. I got like a, a lot of stickers. I just don't mind because I get to miss work and like I get to like one time we all went out and everyone wore an eye patch and like it's just I always have fun when I get Are you doing eyes. this to get out of work and to have theme parties? <laughs> no, I just I have a lot of other problems that aid to it. What is your biggest problem? Let's solve it. Um, I have a thyroid disorder, and I love to eat snacks. Okay, so maybe not as much snacks <laughs> yeah. to trigger and fire up your thyroid disorder <laughs> would help. Yeah. Why do you get high a lot? <laughs> I just, um, it calms me down, and then it stresses me out. So you shouldn't, because if you just don't, you'll be at the exact same place. Because calm is the opposite of stressed, right? I just like smoking weed. But Why? Um, just chilling and chatting and, like, giggling. But it says that you told everyone it stresses you out. It does, it does. So that doesn't that <laughs> negate each other? I just can't stop. <laughs> well, just stop. How about that? No, I don't want to. It's just, like, a social <laughs> thing. Like, everyone I hang out with smokes. You I'm hang like, out oh, with yeah, comics. Sm- yeah. That's your problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you drink, like, every- like, you drink or you smoke. I or drink, you do yes. a little bit of everything. Yeah. So it just happened. How long have you been doing comedy now? It'll be three years in March. I think I booked you within your first like month or something like that. Yeah, because I went, I like forced you to book me. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, fuck <laughs> it. If she sucks, she goes up first. Let's figure it out. <laughs> yeah, you've gotten a lot better. I hope so. You're I really, do it a lot. I don't have any other hobbies. What are you staring at? You're staring at me, but not in my eyes. Where are you looking <laughs> I don't right know. now? All right, fair enough. This is so anxious. Um, <laughs> thanks to Lisa, this is true. Whenever a comic does dick size material, I am the loudest laugher. <laughs> and it's a, it's a very good thing for men to laugh at the idea of having a small dick. You have to laugh as very loudly as possible. And yeah. ladies and gentlemen look at you afterwards with a new eye. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty great. No, cuz I've like definitely seen couples on dates get like like the guy gets really squirmy and weird mm-hmm. and like uncomfortable and they're yeah. usually bald so their head turns yeah. red and weird. <laughs> and then like I just I notice. Would you date a bald man? Um, I'm, I think my boyfriend might go bald. Esmeralda's boyfriend is bald. Yeah. I think he actually looks. But he figured it out. Yeah. He's one of those guys that looks good without hair. What are your thoughts on that? I wouldn't go for a bald man, but if the man I love turned bald, I wouldn't start hating him. Oh, so you're not like, so you play a character when you do in stand-up is what you're saying. Did I say, hey, bald people on stand-up? No, (laughs) but you seem pretty vain in like a great way. Like in a way that I completely agree with you and everything you say. Yeah, no, my boyfriend has a great dick. <laughs> I'm kidding. How big is the great That's dick? Weird. No, it's not weird. You brought it up out of without prompt. Let's talk about his dick. No. Uh, I'm I'm a medium. Do I really seem vain? Yeah. That's weird. That's not weird. <laughs> you know what you're doing. You're really fucking good at it. You polish it. That's why you go to open mics. That's why you do shows. I just didn't think I seemed vain. You seem vain in a great way. Okay. There's nothing. Why is vain wrong? I'm just questioning it. Right why are now? you questioning it? I just didn't know that that's how I came off. How do you think you come off? Just like fun and Jewish. See, I wouldn't say just fun like and Jewish. North I'd say Shore. I'd say fun and confident. And vain. No, maybe confident instead of vain. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, okay, you don't. I'll go for that. I just feel like you got to know your strengths and weaknesses, and like if you know bald is your biggest weakness, I think your life's okay. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. See, that's so. not something that would sound good in your act, but you understand that as a human being. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, thanks. 
You're really good at you got Are you touring a lot right now? No. You should be touring. Just with Nikki Glaser <laughs> at one time. No, no, no. You should be doing at least some featured stuff. It's really I hope good. So, thank you, Lisa. That's you've grown nice. the fuck up, man. You're really good now. That's so nice. I am shocked about Thanks. how good you are. And look how skinny you got. That has you no- got skinny. <laughs> you got that's the you different thing. You got skinny, thing. and I got funnier. Funny. Yeah. What's a that? That's a lot harder. What you did is a lot harder. No, because I haven't gotten skinnier. That's easy. That has nothing to do with skill. It has everything to do with budget. Mm. Yeah, yeah. If I was still in Chicago, I'd be bigger, like <laughs> bigger than I was. No, it has everything to do with like, oh, there's no good food. Okay. God damn, I'm That's just impressed good. by you right now. Thank Anyways, you. Lisa can be found at. My Twitter is glitter cheese. Why is it glitter cheese? My favorite things. Glitter and cheese. That's perfect. And uh, you're hosting a trivia thing. Do you want to plug that or you oh, want to yeah. plug something else? Me and my friend Megan Gailey. Megan Gailey, who hosts 8x8, a show yes. that we produce. It's a great show. Yeah, she's really funny. And we host Trivia Night on Wednesdays at Bridget McNeil's. And it's very hard and really fun, and they have really good food. And, and it's, it's two when- pretty ladies, one yeah. of which is single. Yeah, and she loves to go on dates. Loves it. Yeah, and she's very, very, very pretty. Um, so pretty, and she's yeah, she's hitting it up. But yeah. it starts at eight thirty on Wednesdays at Bridget McNeil's. All right, and I like it. Let's end this interview with a question from the book of questions: Love and Sex Ooh. by Gregory Stock, PhD. Lisa, I need you to pick a number between ninety nine and two twenty. Fifty four. Ninety nine <laughs> and two twenty. I know 54 is your favorite number. 154. 154. We actually have that number still. We retire the questions. That's why some are missing. Lisa, if you and your partner began to have sexual problems, would you look for underlying causes or try to figure out some direct way of improving your lovemaking? What's the direct way? Like something se- like sexy? Um, I think when they're saying underlying causes, like would you just say, like, like hey, why aren't we fucking? Or would you... Like, be like, okay, let's think about this. Is he having a rough week at work? Is it blah, 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 blah. Would you ask him I would and first... confront it? Or would you be like, oh, it's time to do, pull out the toys and the magic and the straps? No, let's no, make this no, happen? No, no? no, I would first try, like, try to figure it out, and then I would bring it up. How would you try to figure I don't, it out? I think it would be weird if, like, a dildo was secretly, like, brought in. Why does it have to be a dildo? You said a sex toy. Oh, anything. Oh, no, I would bring it up. I would bring it up. So you'd bring it up? How would you I bring would it up? I would bring it up. I would say Lisa, I, you and I are dating for four months. We've had sex four times. That's it. Lisa, what's wrong? You seem to have a problem with me right now. I just don't know why we're not having sex more often. That direct? It makes me upset. Perfect. That is absolutely perfect, Lisa. <laughs> That's the exact right answer. Lisa Traeger is on Twitter with one of the dumbest names in Chicago, uh, next to Dumpster Butter, which is Danny Callis. Glitter Cheese. Find her every Wednesday night. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Lisa Traeger. Yay. Y'all, do you like stand-up comedy? Yeah. At Comics and Villains, we've got more stand-up comedy than you can fuck a rattlesnake with. We've got so many stand-up comedians, we might have to start a zoo or Section 8 housing. Comics and 
Bricks and Billings is every second Thursday of the month at the Lucky Number Grill, 1931 North Milwaukee Avenue. Some of our past comedians include Mike Leibowitz, James Fritz, Dana Callis, Cameron Esposito, Bill Cruz, Colin Bull, Napoleon Bonaparte, the Putter Bar Sisters, John Mick, Canada Forrest, My Dick, Can Whistle, Maggie Evans, Sam North, Tupac Shakur, Ryan Walker, Jeff Steinbrunner, Ray Stans, Ken Barnyard, Abraham Lincoln, Lauren Vito, Dr. Fingers, Marty DeRosa, Joe Kilgar, Chris Condren, and Junior Stopka. Well, drinks are only three bucks and strong enough to make your dick soft. So come on down to Comics and Villains every second Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Lucky Number Grill. Happy trails! I want to thank each and every one of you for coming out. I really appreciate it. Uh, the Whistler is a great establishment. Uh, put booze in your body. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, give me your attention. Please put your hands together for the Harrow, everybody. I'm a wall of fences Cause me and myself We cannot see the cracks On top of the shelf The same damn people Who I cannot stand Fill their cups in a river Where no one will swim Cause nobody does no one right Nobody does no one right Nobody does no one right I'm a wall of fences Just mended myself To keep in the rust And let out the dance But someday I'll break Carry it all and roll over boulders that stand six feet tall. Cause nobody does no one right. Nobody does no one right. Nobody does no one right. Nobody does no one right Nobody does no one right Nobody does no one right Seems amazing 
if I could speak I wouldn't say different than I thought in all these years that been so comfortable and overgrown but I saw all of those who made it on their own I don't want to live nothing good to give if nothing ever seems amazing In all these years I've been so comfortable and overgrown Till I saw All of those who made it on their own Nothing ever seems amazing All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I've been making fun of fortune as it falls Like I know circumstance and I've seen it all Cause I am not a man that I'd be proud to know A single measure that always falls below That old song that I could almost hear Ain't nobody lonesome as Something about a drifter on the hot and dusty plains And the stars illuminate the darkened passageway And it said something about a long, long time ago And I could only hear one part and remember how it goes That old song that I could almost Lonesome as me. I was born to love, but I chose to roam. Now the moon and stars shine on a man alone. That old song that I could almost hear. Ain't nobody lonesome as me. I won't lie and 
Thanks, guys. This is our last song. We'll get out of your hair. Thanks, everybody, tonight for coming out. Skipping the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah, skipping the Oscars. I believe that we once knew how to be apart. Because when the world comes crashing down, Everybody wants to do their part The wheels wear down and spin around And fade in from blue We'll slowly die, people die To hold on to what they always On the break at the wall and tried to think 
big or small But nothing came to me at all So I tried to make it up for a while The stars sink down and spin around Fade in from view It's when so light Shivering of earth and grease tonight, and hope that monsters roll away to meet the dark below your darkest of ease. Ooh. I stood upon the break at the wall Ooh. and tried to think. Big or small But nothing came to me at all So I tried to make it up for a while Let there be a shivering Of earth and breeze tonight And hope that monsters fall away the dark blue, your darkest of Thanks, guys. Good night. The Harrow, everybody. It was your first show. It was really good. Like, surprisingly good. We practiced and everything. Yeah, a lot of bands practice, but come on. Like... I'm shocked. Thanks, man. I know this sounds offensive, but great stuff. They have records for sale. You should, you should buy all of them. Very good. Thank you very much. I've never been able to say this. We've done over 200 live shows. Good harmonizing, gentlemen. Thanks. Woo-hoo. All right. What the fuck happened? That was great. Wow. Buy their record. I don't have to say that in, like, cringe. I'm going to keep saying it. Buy their record. It's right there. It's very cheap. Whatever it's cost, it's very cheap. I want to thank the Whistler. Uh, this place is fantastic. Uh, please come back uh, for the people in the room and the people at home. Let me give you a visual picture. You're a 14-year-old in Montana and you're listening to this show. Uh, the, the room we're in is like all those like David Lynch films and they like go to the club, but like the first club of the night, not the club where there's like murder and rape, but like the first club of the night, with, like, really good drinks. Like, it's that kind of place. It's fantastic. Uh, thank you guys so much. The Whistler is a great place. Great staff. Tip them heavily. They are the third best important job in the world to me. So, that's that. I want to thank Ian. I want to thank Lisa Esmeralda. Thank you so much. Jeremy, good job. The Ragtones will be at Poncho's. Pancho, Poncho's? Is that the name? Poncho's uh, in Logan Square on Sunday, next Sunday. So, thanks for coming, everybody, and have a wonderful night. Follow us on Twitter at YMTE. Friend us on Facebook at facebook.com slash youmethemeverybody. And for details on Monday and Tuesday nights at the Hungry Brain, go to youmethemeverybody.com.